welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Auerbach, CEO and Publisher. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. And I'm excited to be back because it's been over a month since we recorded our last podcast. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. It's <laughs> we missed been y'all. A busy summer. Um, iOS 16, there is now the iOS 16 public beta available, as well as the iPad OS 16 beta and for the Mac as well. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, I wanted to explain to you all quickly why it's been so long. (laughs) We just held a company week last week where we had everyone from iPhone Life fly in for one week of bonding time uh, in Iowa. And it took a lot of planning to make it all happen, but it was really, uh, really worthwhile, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. One of the changes that has happened over the course of the pandemic with our company, as with a lot of companies, is now we have a lot of remote employees, some of whom we've never even met because we hired them during the pandemic. So we flew everyone in. We have, uh, fun fact, we have 22 employees. Uh, So we are, I know a lot of times people think of us as a very large company, but we're a small independent publisher. iPhone Life is the only thing we do. So we flew everyone in. Uh, and we jokingly called it Camp iPhone Life because we just hung out. Uh, Donna and I sang some uh, mediocre karaoke, I would say. <laughs> I was going to say mean, good karaoke, but I might have oversold it. <laughs> we also got feedback from the team. But, what? Uh, we got good feedback oh, we from did? the team. Oh, we yeah. did? Oh, good, good. Some glowing reviews. Okay, okay. <laughs> glowing karaoke by Donna and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is nice to uh, actually all get together in person. We've been, you know using Zoom to communicate with some some people who'd been with us for almost a year now. Yeah. And so it was really cool to meet in person and uh, I feel really lucky we have such an awesome team. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into the episode. David is gonna be the one today talking about his hands-on experiences with iOS 16. I have been out on vacation the past few days, so I'm just installing it as we speak right now. So I'm excited to hear your first take. Hot takes by David. Hot take, first hot take. it was pretty rude of Apple to uh, to release iOS 16 during Camp iPhone Life. I, I really thought they should have thought of us more. <laughs> yeah, they one. should have thought of us. <laughs> so we're all a little bit uh, behind behind the gun on this one. But <laughs> I have been using it all weekend, and I have some thoughts. Um, but first, should I get into our sponsors? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so we've got two sponsors today. The first sponsor is GoBuddy. Uh, those of you who are longtime listeners know that GoBuddy is a longtime sponsor. They've actually been a sponsor of ours for about five years now. Um, so really great supporter of the podcast, supporter of iPhone Life, and most importantly, great products. And the thing I love about GoBuddy is that they have a wide range of solutions for your iPhone that are both affordable and practical. They always come up with these really cool ideas that are just like solutions to problems that are uh, affordable solutions, but also just really like practical things. So the one I'm gonna tell you about today is the crossbody lanyard. And what it does is it holds your iPhone securely at your side. So let's say you're on a hike or you're somewhere where you don't want to have to tuck your iPhone away, you want it easily accessible. Uh, This is a great solution for you. It's uh, how it works is it works with a pop socket. So you get a pop socket on your phone and it securely hooks into their lanyard, goes across your body, and then it's easily accessible and also convenient, easy to carry. So that is uh, GoBuddy. I also do recommend uh, you check out their, they have little um, silicone things that attach to your AirPods that prevent them from falling out when you're on a run, and I love them. 
So those, that's GoBuddy. The other product I'm going to tell you about is another uh, <laughs> headphone uh, sort of-ish product, Eargo. Eargo makes hearing aids, uh, and they're really excellent hearing aids. First and foremost, they are practically invisible. So they're really tiny. They're one of the smallest hearing aids on the market. And in addition to that, they work with your phone. So you have a lot of customization options to make it work for you. They also provide telehealth so that you can talk to one of their consultants, get a prescription, and have custom recommendations that also, of course, you can use customized with your app. And they have a really cool new offer right now that you can sample their product. So for free, they'll send it to you and you can see for yourself how small and discreet they are. Uh, so go to ergo, E-A-R-G-O dash iPhoneLife.com and you can sign up for a free sample to test out uh, they, my understanding <laughs> is that they don't, uh, you're not testing out the audio quality, but they're sending you what they look and feel like and put them in your ear and see how comfortable they are. So again, that's ergo-iphonelife.com. I also wanted to take a moment to tell you about iPhone Life's tip of the day newsletter. We have a f completely free offering that's extremely popular. We have over 250,000 people signed up for our tip of the day, where when you sign up, you get an email in your inbox every morning that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone in just a minute or under. Um, so a lot of people tell us it's their best, favorite way to wake up. They like to read their tip of the day while they're drinking their morning coffee, <laughs> learning, you know, just working on those skills without having to invest time or energy. So iphonelife.com slash daily tips is where you can go to sign up for that. And each episode, if you've been tuning in, I like to share one of our recent tip, tip of the days. So... A uh, tip of the day I want to share with you is how to use live text on your iPhone. Um, we've talked about this in different ways, but there's been a recent upgrade with iOS 15.5 that now has made um, live text accessible through the Notes and Reminders app. And I recently used this tip um, on vacation with my family. We had this amazing Airbnb. I loved the way that they decorated it. And so I wanted to take note of all the brands of different things mm. um, that I loved in the house. And so I started a note for like home, you know, I've been wanting to buy more cool home stuff. And so I started a note for that. And now when you're in um, the notes app and you tap the camera icon, there's a new option that says scan text. And that's not to be confused with scan documents because this uh -huh. is the same way you get to just the scanning function in the notes app, which I also use all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but scan text is now, it takes you to live text. So it opens a viewfinder and then so you can direct it at anything that has text that you want to make note of. So I, for instance, there was a home decor book. I pointed at that and I got the name and author of that, put it in there. Um, there was a shower curtain and a blanket that I really liked the brand. So I just like could point it at those tags and then it was all just taken by the notes app instead of having to type anything in. I have to say it's taken about, gosh, almost a year because live text came out with iOS 15. And when it came out, I thought that seems cool. And then I've never used it. And now I'm obsessed with it. It's so awesome. But I it's like, I, I like to share examples the ways I used it. I mean, a lot of, it's not necessarily going to be like interior design that people are excited <laughs> by, but just hearing different ways that you're using it in your daily life is helpful. Because sometimes you're like, 
You just don't think to use it. Yeah, well, well and it's, all, it's often things like this. It's like there's, there's just something in the real world, some text that I need, and it's just really quick and easy to grab it. So an example yeah. that we just used is um, we did, uh, for our iPhone Live Company Week, we did a scavenger hunt, and one of the clues was <laughs> the uh, coordinates. Like it was like these huge, long numbers. And so rather than sitting there and typing each one of those numbers into my phone, I just pulled out my camera, took a picture of it, uh, and then copy and pasted the text. Uh, Donna, on the other hand, you ended up in a cornfield, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So and honest, did you use live text? No. Ah. Nicholas, uh, I should have. <laughs> Nicholas, I think, tried to. I don't remember uh, the exact details of how we ended up in the cornfield, <laughs> except for that I blame Nicholas. It had okay. nothing to do with me. Clearly. Nicholas, my who terrible sense is, of by the way, editing this podcast. So you may or may not hear this <laughs> Or he may pipe in. We will see. Yeah, that'd be um, funny. But yeah, I keep finding a million reasons to use it. it. And it's often when there's text that's just too long to type in, but that I want. is usually when I, I, I think to do this. So when you use live text in this setting, it worked for you? Oh, yeah. No, I ended up in the right place. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> see, that is a ringing endorsement. I'm pretty sure we did like read out letter by letter to Nicholas and he typed it in. It, it didn't turn out well. Yeah. Um, I do just want to mention one of the things I know we're harping on company week, but one of the things we did during company week was sit down and go over each of our products and really flesh out the value of it and what we want to provide to you, our listeners and readers. And for the tip of the day, the thing that we really felt was important was the joy of discovery. So what mm. we are trying to do for you all is to bring you guys something you didn't know you didn't know. So we're trying to find all the hidden gems and make them bite-sized. So each day in a, in a minute or two minutes, you can learn something new about your Apple products that you didn't know. And it's just so much fun when you learn some cool new thing to do with your iPhone or other Apple products. Yeah. Tip of the day is awesome for that. So uh, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip if you haven't signed up. That is the tip of the day. Hope you can go try live text out in your daily life and let us know how you like it. Email podcast at iphonelife.com. We always love hearing from all of you. Um, I did also want to take a moment to tell you about our premium subscription called iPhone Life Insider. And this is really um, the best way to make sure you're getting the most out of all of your Apple devices and to learn in a more comprehensive way about your devices. So when you sign up for Insider, you get in-depth guides that include step-by-step -step video tutorials as well as a downloadable PDF that accompanies it. You get access, unlimited access to our live courses, which we hold quarterly, and we're actually starting one this week that's all about navigating your Mac computer. Um, but we will also have one in the fall that will be all about iOS 16 and making sure that you know how to use all the new features as soon as they're available for your iPhone. Uh, we also have a digital subscription to iPhone Life Magazine, a podcast that doesn't have any of the ads <laughs> that I'm doing right now. Also, it has premium content that um, comes along with this podcast as well. You get a special feed. You get Ask an Expert, which gives you the ability to um, contact us anytime you're having an issue with one of your Apple devices and get a guaranteed answer from us. And I think that's the, that's the gist of it. Um, iPhone Life Insider is just a really amazing subscription. You become part of a community of over 12,000 other Apple enthusiasts. Um, so go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, and you can sign up for Insider for an 
10% off and you also get an extra 10% off if you're a senior veteran service personnel or teacher. And it's a... Uh... 30% off. Is it 30% off? 30% off, oh, yeah. off y'all. We have upped our podcast discount because you guys are such great listeners. Oh. <laughs> um, and I do want to mention there's never been a better time to subscribe because we're about to talk about iOS 16. Mm -hmm. And the day iOS 16 comes out, we will launch a full in-depth guide for you walking you through everything you need to know. We'll talk about it in a minute, but the lock screen is actually kind of complicated to customize. Uh, and so we'll walk you through everything you need to know to customize the lock screen, all of the hidden features you didn't know, everything you need to know to get master your, your iPhone and master your operating system from day one uh, with iOS 16 will we'll come to insiders on the day it comes out. Um, we have an insider question that I wanted to share with you all. Leanne, who um, is our... Ask an expert. Uh, expert. Expert. Ask an expert. Expert. <laughs> has shared with <laughs> it's me. Official title. So, Daniel wrote in and said, "How do I capture video clips with sound on my iPhone?" And so, this is an interesting question because sometimes with our um, insider questions, there, it's a little bit of like a, a puzzle where you're trying to figure out what happened on their phone yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that created this issue. Um, in recent iOS versions, when you play a uh, video, by default, the sound is not on. Mm -hmm. So you capture a video, sound has been recorded, but, but it's a playback feature that I think is just trying to help people be more polite in social situations. And I appreciate it because if you're flipping <laughs> through your photos and videos, um, unlike TikTok or something, which is like blast, blast everyone in the room, yeah. it'll start playing the video and you actually have to tap the microphone icon to turn it on. YouTube works like that. Like you have to turn the, the um, audio on manually. So I think that that's probably what's happening with this insider, but we did have a couple other steps that we led them through just to make sure. Um, first of all, uh, Leanne wrote back if you're talking that if Daniel was talking about live photos, they do capture sound, but you also have to have your sound turned yeah. on when you're playing it back. So live photos, for those of you listening, if you aren't, if you didn't know about it, um, that's the feature that lets you record a three-second clip with your photo. Still, it'll show up. It'll choose the best or what Apple thinks is the best still from that live photo, and you have to press and hold with your finger in order for it to play, play that. But you can also use it other places, which is nice. Um, also, if you are just recording a video clip, uh, you... Yeah, the, the main thing is that if you're actually recording video, you want to just make sure that you tap that microphone icon. Have you had anyone be confused about that with you or talk to you about that? Um, you know, I, when, he, when I heard you talk about this question, it made sense. I think, you know, I don't know if there is. You'd have to work pretty hard to, go, to capture video without sound. So I think for the vast majority of people, they actually are capturing sound on the video. But yeah, I definitely... Even I get a little bit tripped up when I start playing a video and there's no sound and I have to like fuss to find the little like volume button. Um, so I, I do get that. And I, I, it is a little bit tricky if you aren't used to it. Yeah. Um, so we are now going to get into iOS 16 public beta. Uh, David, I want to talk to, to you first about some of your early impressions, and then let's get into how to install it, whether you should install it. But just from just a quick gut reaction, what, what's your favorite thing so far? Um, I think the headline is what I expect it to be, which is a lock screen. That's been the thing I've had the most fun messing with, and, and I, I really am enjoying it so far. So that's the thing that I've enjoyed the most. Uh, and then, you know, just to get into a little bit of it, the, like, 
the installation process. It was really smooth and easy to install, and I have not, knock on wood, I actually planned on doing some research ahead of time, but for next episode, we'll talk about it. Um, I haven't had any bugs. So I don't want to promise you guys won't have bugs. I would like to do a deep dive to see if there's some known bugs out there for y'all. But um, I have, it's been probably the most smooth, especially because I did the, like usually there's like three or four or even five versions of the beta before the actual operating system comes out. So I often skip the first version of the beta because it's too buggy, but I've had no bugs. No bugs no at bugs. all. No, yeah. like for me, what usually happens is apps crash because a lot of apps, the developers are still in the process of getting it ready for the official release, so they're not actually compatible yeah, yeah, with yeah. iOS 16 yet. You haven't had any of that. I think I probably have. I should backpedal a little, but <laughs> not very much. Not enough where it's like because it's hard to say because every once in a while I'll just have an app crash anyway. You know That's what I true, mean? Yeah. So it's hard to know what is what. But it's been a very smooth experience. I've sort of forgotten already that I'm using a beta software. Yeah, I think the big one our team's experienced that's been problematic is things like their banking apps not working right because usually you do like mobile deposits and things like that. So we'd be curious to see over the next few months if anything like that comes up. We'll definitely let you know if yeah. we experience any of yeah. that. But that's great to hear that it's smooth so far. Yeah, it was smooth, easy to install. There's a new process that they that Apple does, which I really appreciated, which is... And I'm, I actually wanted to look into a little more how it worked because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't losing apps. But when you install a new operating system, it takes up a lot of space, uh, which is annoying because it takes up space temporarily, but you have to go clear up a lot of space on your iPhone to do it. Now there's a new process where it'll temporarily uninstall apps to make room for the operating system and then reinstall the apps after the operating system loads. Hmm. And I thought that was a really good solution by Apple. And at least as far as I can tell, it worked well. Like I don't didn't notice I lost any apps. So I thought that was easy. Um, yeah. That's cool. Um, lock screen, are you going to talk about that? Yeah. Or do you want to first talk a little bit more about whether or not people listening should install the software? Well, I think you can tell from my tone that I have had a smooth experience so far, but I think it is important to add the caveat that this is for early adopters, and there's no guarantee that it will be a smooth experience for you. There's no guarantee that future uh, versions of operating system won't introduce bugs. So you have to be patient. You know, the, the recommendation is hopefully you have another Apple device so that if for some reason this, Oper this operating system just makes your phone go haywire. You don't lose all access to everything. You want to make sure you backed up your phone before you install it. Um, and it's for people who are a little bit more patient if things start crashing on them. But again, I think it's worth it for people if you are excited to mess around with it and you are an early adopter who has fun with it. And we have a lot of readers who email us every time and say, oh yeah, I always do and never have a problem. So you'll probably be fine. Apple does a pretty good job releasing stable software at this point, but I think we have to add a giant asterisk that there's no guarantees, which is why they called beta. <laughs> it is also pretty easy now to uninstall. With okay. a public beta, it is. With the software version, I think it's the... Um, Sorry, the developer beta it's, can be trickier to, to get rid of it if you want to. Whereas this is just like a profile that you download to your phone that you can go delete quite the, easily. The other thing I will say that did happen to me last time around is some of the, some of the uses I'd been using my phone with with the beta didn't transfer smoothly when they went into the actual operating system. I, mm. I think a lot of it was reminders. I'd created all these lists and I had like all these, I'd messed around a lot with reminders and all the features, and then it, when I switched over, it like, 
I lost some of the reminder list that I'd had during the beta time. So again, you just got to be a little patient with it. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention is there's sort of like the risk reward uh, equation that you're balancing in your head. And some of it is um, even though it might be more stable than it's been in the past, like what are the upsides of installing it now? And if you have um, a 10S or newer, you're going to get more of the iOS 16 features than you do if you have an older mm. device anyway. So that's something to keep in mind. If you have an iPhone 8 or later, you are able to install the beta. But the 10S or later is what allows you to have um, the live text features, the lifting a photo out, uh, or like the subject out of a photo and placing it in other things. That's a feature that uh, Lenny, one of our staff members, has had a lot of fun with. And if you watched WWDC, then you would have seen Apple showing off yeah. that feature. Um, also, some of the dictation features you need a 10S or later for. And then the other thing to keep in mind is some of these features are more fun if you're interacting with other people who have the public beta. Because, for instance, with iMessage, the new like unsending messages feature, or sharing photos automatically with iCloud photo sharing, you need other people with the beta to test those features out with. So yeah. if you have sort of like <laughs> a pod of friends who have are also going to be trying the public beta, you're going to get more out of the experience. Um, otherwise, you might mainly just be doing the lock screen features, which we're about to talk about, which are, you know, some of the most visually different features of iOS 16. So maybe that's enough to make you want to get the beta. And there are, there are a ton of features that aren't social and therefore don't yeah. require. So it's not just the lock screen. Um, some of it is just that I have only had it for a short period of time. And there are a lot, some of the features that I'm actually most excited about just require more testing. So for example, the search functionality in mail is supposed to be a lot better. And there's a lot new a lot of new functionality in mail. Mm -hmm. But I don't like search my email on a like daily basis. So I just haven't really thoroughly tested it. Yeah. Um, but definitely some of the features I'm most excited about are like editing text and unsending text. And so it is annoying that I can't do that yet uh, because my friends don't have the beta. <laughs> But I just installed it. Okay, so, cool. So know. I'm going to send and unsend a lot of text to you. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time we record our next podcast in two weeks, we'll have a lot more to report yeah. back to you. But it is interesting. I feel like it's been in the last couple of years where uh, the iOSs are compatible with a lot of devices still, but there's like a lot of features that are special to the newer ones. Yeah. Um, so that's just something, something to keep in mind. Yeah. So let's talk about the lock screen. Yeah. So let me start by just for those people who are, um, aren't up to date on all the new features coming, let me talk about it. So Apple has done a major overhaul of the lock screen. And what they've done is, first of all, they've given you a lot more customization options for how the lock screen looks and feels. Uh, think to me it actually felt kind of similar to the customization options on your Apple Watch where you just have a lot of visual options. You can add uh, what I think of as complications because on an Apple Watch they're called complications. But you can add little mini widgets now um, and you can also have this the functionality that Don was talking about where you can lift the subject from the background of a photo works really cool in the lock screen. So how it works when you set up the lock screen is you're dragging a photo around, but you can set it up so that the photo sort of overlaps with your text. Uh, so you have like the time, of course, and you have 
uh, the date, and you can have it so that the photo overlaps. So what I have here, I'll show Donna, unfortunately. Well, I guess I'll hold it to the screen. Uh, so what Ooh, I have so here, pretty. yeah, so this is a photo I took when I was in Italy, and it's of a mountain, and I set it up so the mountain mm. actually slightly overlaps with the text and actually goes in front of the text. That looks really cool. It looks cool, right? So it, I, it's a fun thing to mess around with. It's a cool visual effect. It's not going to change your life, but it's a cool visual effect. You also can control the font of the uh, text, so you can decide which font you want. And I have, you can control where it says the date. You, I also have now added the temperature. So I have, it's mm. a, currently 81 degrees here in Fairfield, Iowa today. Um, so that, those are some of the options. The other option is you can add these little widgets on the bottom. Now here's one of my biggest complaints. Hmm. You cannot have the cool overlapping image and text and have widgets. You have to have one or the other. What? Yeah. When you add the widgets, it makes the, it, it flattens the image so that the image can't overlap. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. You look heartbroken right now. No, because that seems, I mean, I think I'll probably choose the widgets, actually. See? But that's such a bummer. Well, what I did was, uh, the middle ground is the top bar you have control over. So that's yeah, why I have, the weather. I have the weather here. Um, so that was the thing. I wish that I'd had a little more controls over that. Um, the widget, so the other thing too, similar to what an Apple Watch, you can really easily, if you long press, you can really easily switch between them. So like I can actually mm. have multiple and depending on what mood I'm in. So here's uh, one, I'm showing down one with the It's very uh, similar widgets. to the Apple Watch, the way you navigate that it's too. It's very similar to Apple Watch. Uh, so a couple, they also come with a few lock screen I keep thinking of as an Apple Watch faces, but a few lock screen options that are new, that are cool, that are more dynamic. So one of them is the weather, um, which That's is really what cool. I'm showing Donna now. Now, I thought it was cool. It's a little bit plain, in my opinion, especially yeah. I installed it. It was a funny experience, actually, because I installed it on a rainy day, and then my lock screen looks so gray. And I was like, I know it's rainy. I don't need my phone to look sad just because the outside <laughs> looks sad. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is reinforcing my bad mood, actually. Yeah, yeah no, I hear that. So I didn't love that. Um, but some of the widget options you have here, you have the, w the weather where, like, on the top bar, it just says the temperature. But on the bottom, it tells you I have, like... It says 83 sunny with a high of 90 and a low of 67. It'll tell me percent. Uh, and then I have a second widget here that tells me the percent chance of rain. And then a third widget that I actually really think is cool because I have an Apple Watch that t reflects how much activity I have during the day. So I can see it on my phone as well as my, lock, as well as my Apple Watch. Um, so that, I think, is the lock screen. The other face, sorry, the other lock screen preset that I tested, in addition to weather, they have some cool astrological ones, hmm. astronomical ones. They're not astrology. It's not like, oh, you're Sagittarius <laughs> yeah. reading for the day. You know what? I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, but no, it is not that. As long as it only told me good stuff. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> when it rains, it changes. No. Um, so... It shows you a picture of the Earth, and then it changes throughout the course of the day, which is cool. So it shows like where the sun is relative to you, That's and as cool. night comes, you see the lights come, and it has like a little green dot where you are, so you can kind of see where the sun is relative to you. It is cool. 
I found I didn't end up using it. Um, I wonder also what these ones, like the weather and the astronomical ones, do for your battery life. Mm, because that the is dynamic an ones question. just seem like they would take up more energy. I have a 13 Pro Max, so battery life has just not been a major battery issue. Battery life in my is life. no obstacle for daily. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> brag or anything, but <laughs> um, so I don't know. I have I, it's a good point that I haven't noticed battery drain on the beta, which is something you normally see pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought. I think that is largely the update for the lock screen. The last thing here is the widgets on the bottom. What about like, yeah, I was going to say, what I wanted to hear about was the live updates. I think that was what they called it, that um, apps will send you. So that's another one. I don't know if those one. are ready yet. Yeah, that's another one. I think it will require third-party apps to roll out updates. Uh-huh. And, and they're just sort of, I think they're going to end up being cool when they happen, but few and far between. Like, how many times am I ordering an Uber a day? Yeah. Um, or, you know, how many times am I monitoring the score of a game? So I have not tested those yet. I'm looking forward to them. I, I will say I don't have strong opinions about the uh, notifications being on the bottom of the screen. That is interesting. So you just swipe up and they just appear out of nowhere. Yeah, you swipe up and it bring, before you used to swipe down from your top left corner and it would, it would remove, it would overlap from your lock screen and show you all your notifications. But now you just swipe up from the bottom and it just pulls up your notification center. And it Usually has that's a, cool. It's yeah, a little carousel. Like. Yeah, it has like a cool little, like almost like a wheel carousel functionality. Yeah. The thing that I appreciate, although I have yet to really experiment with it too much, is they're no longer chronological. They're based on, they use AI to decide which ones to show you in oh. which order, which I think makes sense. Like there's, like I don't think chronological is the right way to do it. So I think the notification center, the new notification center will be better, but I'm still testing it out. So time will tell. So features that we're going to talk about next episode is the email search. David and I are going to be texting each other a lot to test out <laughs> and editing each other. and unsending. And uh, was there anything else editing, unsending? There's a million things. So we're really got to do a yeah. deep dive. Like, for example, I want to test out one of the small features I'm really excited about is multiple destinations in Apple Maps. <laughs> like, there's just a million. Oh, yeah. Multi-stops. Yeah, multi-stops. There's a I million little things on this recent Chicago trip wish you could do that. It's yeah. really annoying to yeah. not be able to do that. So no, I'm glad it, Apple is adding that. It took them too long. Um, the auto iCloud photo sharing is an interesting one too. I feel like in our office, everyone's like, I don't want my photos yeah. to automatically be shared with people. But I feel like for the purpose of, of um, vacations, it does have a lot of appeal. Like photo sharing is something you really want to do on trips with people where you're all at the same event taking pictures. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's a cool thing that we can we can test out in the office too. Is there anything else, other features, or is it mainly the lock screen so far that you've, you've tested? A couple other things to mention. Number one, I Apple didn't talk about this, and so and it might just be placebo, but if the operating system feels really smooth. Like, it's just everything is quick, responsive, really fluid to the touch. I don't know if that's, I think it's, I mean, certainly it isn't slow, which is good. Um, but it, it felt smoother. And it, like, even my stepson noticed. I, as soon as I showed him, he was like, wow, everything's really smooth. Really? Yeah. So that is a really nice addition that Apple didn't really tout. Um, the other thing is I did test out the photo, the AI photo feature where you can separate the subject of the photo. It works really easily, like shockingly easily. So how do you do it? You just go onto a photo and you long press and it gives this really cool little like futuristic like 
visual that tells you that they're analyzing the photo. And then you can like, from there, you can just like start moving your finger and you'll see the subject will start to move and be isolated. Hmm. Now, I haven't quite figured out all the things I can do with that. You, like, can, like, I, you can like make it into a sticker that you stick on things, right? Yeah, but no, I haven't figured out why this will be useful to my life. But I also said the same thing about live text until I loved it. So, yeah, and we have our team hard at work testing all these features right now to make the iOS 16 guide. So Lenny, who's writing that, I know is going to have a lot of cool ways to use this feature Lenny, to, talk, to share with you Lenny all. in particular, who is writing this iOS 16 guide, is really good at finding like the cool use cases and will we'll, we'll really go to town with something like this. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see what she comes up with. Um, but at minimum, I will say that the functionality itself was easy to use and worked really well. Like It really separated the photo really easily so and from what you were showing me on your lock screen too these are actually kind of complicated they could be complicated features to figure out how to use and i feel like apple's also made it pretty effortless and seamless to like switch between um lock screens and to customize yeah it has the one thing i will say with the photo overlapping is you kind of have to mess with it. Like sometimes when I'd hover over, the text would be in front of the photo and sometimes the photo mm. would be in front of the text. And you kind of just got to be patient, kind of moving it around and getting in exactly the right spot. Okay. So it wasn't perfect. There, I wish there was more controls over like how what was in the foreground and what was in the background. But it was pretty good. They chose to make it completely AI-based so that it's really, you don't have any like weird confusing like panels to do it with but um because of that then you just kind of whatever apple decides is what you get <laughs> hmm yeah I'm, I'm excited to mess around with this all and have my own notes to share with you all in the next episode <laughs> um so question of the week i wanted mm. to ask all of you listening today have we convinced you are you going to install the ios 16 public beta on your device or are you going to wait until September for the official release to test out all these new features? Email us at podcast at iphonelife.com to let us know. Um, and I think that is all we have for this week, unless we're doing apps and gear. I think that's all we have. We'll save our app and gear recommendations for next time. I, um, having been on two vacations recently, I have um, some vacation apps and gear that I want, I'll tell you about next time, but you're just going to have to wait. And we, I, I guess I don't <laughs> want to overpromise, but I believe we'll be around for a little while and we'll get back to our regular podcasting schedule. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks all for tuning in. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>